It's always a weird morning jam here. It's morning. They don't know what time it is. <laughs> I don't know what time it is. It feels like morning to me. I've been in bed all day. Just do this the whole episode. This is the episode. I like how he's playing guitar with his hands, but he's playing trumpet. Oh, wait, just wait. Multitasking. <laughs> Ty solo. Bass turned into sex. Kazoo. It's amazing, Kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that cowbell in there. Oh, nice wood blocks. Oh. Ooh, beautiful. We're just here hitting our faces. This is the episode. Ready? Hey, everybody. This is featuring Jeff Goblin, featuring me, Mr. Tiberius. <laughs> Mr. Titan. Addison. McGonagall. <laughs> Armstrong. You look good in your new hat. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Janine bought me a new hat. World's smallest chicken. Mm, world's smallest rooster. Rooster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. World's smallest gallo. Mm-hmm. See. 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 Austin Armstrong's also here over here to my right. Janine Armstrong. Janine Armstrong's here in front of me. We're here today to bring you some exciting news. Wait, wait, wait. Wouldn't you be left? Whatever. I mean, no, she's, I'm in front of him. Yeah. yeah. Left is over here. Mm -hmm. You're like at 11.55. You're, <laughs> if you want to do it this way, then basically you're east of me and she's north of me and west of me is, is the bathroom. Okay. I like that. I mm -hmm. like that. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> anyway, we're here to bring some exciting news because today is June 7th, guys, which means in three days the world will be, the cinema world at least, will be forever changed by a movie. It's going to take all the best pieces of the first movie and all the worst pieces of the next six movies and put them together into one wild piece of trash mm -hmm. that will have Jeff Goblin, which will be at Saving Grace. Harry Potter 12. Close. Wow. Oh, they're on 11. Oh. Jesus, are they? That's close. Because then. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Does that so. count, though? Then there are then they only made eight. If Fantastic Beasts, doesn't I mean, count. I guess it does count because Dumbledore's in it. Wait, mm -hmm. I think There's I a know. Tie -in. Jurassic Universe. You you think when they finish the world, they're gonna just <laughs> yeah. bring dinosaurs to other worlds? <laughs> yeah, like, like like you know what? It didn't work on Earth, so let's. The let's twelve Jurassic Park is just <laughs> Elon Musk. Like you know what? I feel like raptors Aww. would work really well on Mars. 
<laughs> yes. You know what my phone just told me? Austin's birthday is coming up soon. Do you want to celebrate? <laughs> don't. Just write no. Don't. No, don't. I work that day. Don't celebrate. Oh, I'm... I'm going to be extremely tired. I'm just, I just think it's funny that my phone told me that right well, now. Well, it listens to you, and it knows that we've celebrated birthdays in the past. And held hands. And but in the future, there's no celebration. I have other bad okay. news, guys. <laughs> I mean, the first one was supposed to be good Your news, birthday goes, my birthday's on a Tuesday this year. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the next four years. There's... You just know. Nothing's happening. No. You got to do it before or after. Oh, yeah. I have a movie. Speaking of future, I have a movie review. Great. But first, a future I have movie to let review? you guys know. Yeah. Okay. We told the audience that on June 13th, we would be watching Jurassic Park. And that we, seemed like a great do. idea That's at the Monday? time. That's Monday? That's Monday. That's this Monday. Okay. But the mm. Bare Naked Ladies are playing on Monday with the Gin Blossoms and Where? Toe the Wet Sprocket at Mountain mm. Winery. Oh, wow. And I'm going. Yeah. You better go. So I can't. See Jurassic Park that day. That's fine. Can I go? So guys, either we're going to watch Jurassic Park on Sunday, which would be the 12th, in which you would miss it because we told you the 13th, and that seems rude. And also, I'll be at Stevie Nicks. Oh, Oh, what? Where? At Shoreline. Wow. With a different Tyler. (laughs) Wait, an English Tyler? No. Uh, A gay Tyler. A gay Tyler. Well, still good. (laughs) Yeah, he's good. Um, So I guess, guys, you guys... I mean, if you love Jeff Goldblum and you love us and you want to be involved, we're waiting a full week to watch this movie. Shit, are we? And you're not allowed to look at reviews or do anything. When's our week? We're going to wait. We're waiting till the 20th? We're waiting till the next Cheap Tuesday. So the 21st. Oh, it's Cheap Tuesdays. We're going on the 21st. So there'll be 11 days where people are trying to tell you it's good or it's bad or what happened. Just Can don't. We? Just, tur- just turn off just everything. The only thing you do is turn on your phone and listen to this podcast to know that we're, when we're there with you, it'll all make sense. Because there's going to be a lot of stuff that they only told our podcast to that they haven't told anyone else that won't make sense <laughs> if you haven't listened to the podcast. Totally. So you got to make sure that you listen to episode 12 and <laughs> then sadly listen to episode 13 and then only then can you watch jurassic park what if whatever it is what if we just break down and go on the 15th on a wednesday no, we want to go on a cheap tuesday no i'm willing to spend money on jeff okay we have so yeah i mean let's go on yeah let's go the day after austin's birthday flag day anyway should be a day that we only watch independence day if we're gonna watch anything yeah or like con air something like that no but jeff's in independence day you know oh yeah yeah he is and they did change independence day to the day that they fought the aliens so it's not even the correct day anymore like your flag day in independence day which is the fourth could be totally wrong now like independence day is the 14th i know and i feel like they turned like they fought the aliens on flag day yeah but you said the fourth yeah but remember then our best president bill pullman came up and he's like let today be known as our independence day uh, and true, what day was true. that it was june 14th mm. 1998 nice so austin's birthday it gets kind of overshadowed by the fact that will smith and jeff goldblum and bill pullman like took out a bunch of aliens <laughs> yeah but we still celebrate austin too on that day um what happened on that day? The you you don't remember when the aliens came down, started destroying everything? Everyone was like split. Some people were like, hooray, aliens. And they like blew up the White House. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Luckily, Bill Pullman was someone else. Do you know what other day it is besides Flag Day? On the 14th? Blood, <laughs> blood donor day. Oh, that's uh, a good day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great day. I've donated blood. Do you know who else I share a birthday with? I'm not excited about who Donald Trump. Oh yeah, Che Guevara. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is Flag Day birthday. Boy George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boy George is a legend. I um, met a bunch of people I don't know. Yeah. I have the same birthday as Tobey Maguire and Helen Keller. Are we all supposed to know who we share birthdays with? Is this like a thing that people do? Andre you... Carrillo, who also plays for Brazil. Very I think nice. I'm pretty sure Tyler has the same birthday as Voldemort. <laughs> who also MC Ren. If you guys ever listened to NWA back in the day. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I share a birthday with Jared Leto and Kit Harrington. 
Awesome. Yeah, nice. Too yeah. hot people. Jared, we'll Jared Leto. Uh, I don't really like his acting career for the most part, Mm-mm. but I like 30 Seconds to Mars a little bit. He did have a, a good bit. music career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jared Leto, he's... A- and Kid Harrington. You know, I've met him. I've met Jared Leto, and he was very polite and nice. Well, that's good. But also, like, really pretentious. So. As expected. But Kid Harrington, I like. I mean, he saved the North. Mm-hmm. And he's an alcoholic. And he's an alcoholic, just like everyone mm-hmm. that's born on December 26th. I'm pretty sure that's Voldemort's birthday. I'm trying to look that up, but that's a... Does Voldemort get a birthday? Yeah, he was born. Oh, Lars Ulrich, too. It's, it's oh, the drummer. The drummer. Yeah. It's also on my birthday. So that's, that's oh, good. Oh, shit. No, his birthday is December 31st, oh, 1926. That's where I got the 26th from. Oh, I also share a birthday with Boy George. You just said that. But he's worth and mentioning. And Boy George. Twice. And Boy George. Well, can I share birthdays? Do we, do we have to go? Nobody cares about birthdays. <laughs> yeah, you got, I mean, do you have something? Cause I can have I something. share something? Because yeah. I have something. Yes. Yeah. Please. It's a, it's a riddle. Okay. It's a riddle? Yeah. Is this riddle me piss? Yeah. Can you? Are you guys good at riddles? Let's no. try it. No, but do you need up. riddle music? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, well, I've yeah. got some. I've got some. You riddle have music. some riddle music. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let me riddle in. How exciting okay. is this? <laughs> riddle in. <laughs> let me riddle in. Okay, I love your outfit because your hat says, you know, world's smallest, and, and then my shirt says coal eater. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. <laughs> it totally tracks. It does. It totally it tracks, tracks so well. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Here's my riddle music. Riddles. Okay. All right. You, you can't cross the bridge until you solve Austin's Riddles 3. Okay. Here we go. Yep. Here Do it comes. three or just one? Just one. Can you turn the music down? Thank so you. so good, though. It is good. I dig it. Yeah. Dave Weckl. He's awesome. Um, we've seen him. Yoshi's a couple times. Yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. So, Riddle. Here it comes. One man made it. Okay. One man bought it. Okay. One man used it, but did not know it. It's a coffin. Fuck. How, you've heard it before. One man made it, a coffin maker. One man bought it, the person who's buying mm-hmm. it for the person who died. And one man used it, but didn't know it as a dead person. damn it. Okay, I gotta you got any more? a better one. That one's in The Hobbit. It is? is it? Yeah. Oh, that's how you know. Okay. Gollum does that one. Okay. He does one about time too. You got any more from the Hobbit? Because I got this. <laughs> I also, I also have been playing D anD D for three years, and people try to reuse these all the time. And has it only been three years? Yeah. Well, I played it. Okay. So I, I played it in high school off and on because mm-hmm. I had like multiple groups. I'd go between. One of them was the nerd group. Mm-hmm. Who played D and D, and they're great at it. And they had like they brought pizza and so much stuff to the house. I, and you so know what? Fun. I don't like them being called the nerd group now. They're the future group. No, they're all like doing really well for themselves now. They're yeah. the people who made our housing a million dollars a house in the valley. <laughs> Some of them, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I played in high school, like I think like sophomore, junior, and a little bit of senior year, off and on. Then I didn't play again. That was what seventeen years ago. Wait. Uh, so I didn't play again side, until side, COVID. Side, 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 mm. sidebar. How many times did they kick you out of the D&D? Well, I never really got kicked out. You just, like, show up randomly and play, like, a side character? I mean, sometimes I'd go for, like, a couple of weeks. But, yeah, they had ongoing campaigns, and I'd have to, like, roll myself in as a character that, like, joins the group. Oh, they were serious. They were super serious. Yeah. Remember yeah. my very lovely friend, Janelle? Mm-hmm. Well, Janelle? I- Janelle. She sounds not very lovely. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. Yeah, she's like a gem. I've met a few people named Janelle and they've been terrible. No, she's like an angel and she's beautiful. I love angels. If there's an outfield, that's where she would live Mm -hmm. with all the other angels. angels. (laughs) She'd be flapping her arms. (laughs) But um, she and I and my ex, the Icelandic one, and her husband, uh, we had a year long campaign in 2014. One year long of yeah of wow. D&D. weekly yeah it's a big wow. deal dude you get into it you get deep in it it it's, was like a yeah it was like a year long yeah I mean I had a Muppets campaign that went for quite a while and then the Peter campaign I did with him where I played a, I was a cat a talking cat that was like a year and a half long 
I wish you were a talking cat. Me too, sometimes. Yeah. I Ever since I saw uh, Hocus Pocus back in the day, Hot. and there's Binks or whatever, mm-hmm. the talking cat. Thackeray Binks. Yeah, Thackeray. Yeah. Thackeray Wait, Binks. Whoa, I'm like, whoa, whoa, I want to be whoa. a hot Jonathan Taylor Thomas lookalike who's also a cat most of the time. I thought... Then becomes a man yeah. when he falls in love. I thought Zachary Binks... Thack- Thackeray. Oh, Thackeray. Because he was the little boy. That no. got turned into a cat. It turned into a black cat. He no, he was like a teenage boy. Yeah, he was like seventeen, whatever, yeah. sixteen or seventeen. I remember because I had. A but crush I mean, on now that you're thirty them. something, yes, mm-hmm. he's a little yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I got you know I I met Vanessa Shaw and got to tell her that that was one which, of my which one is she? She's the teenage girl. Okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that likes Thackeray Binks. No, that likes the main boy Max. Oh, that's right. There's mm-hmm. another boy that's yeah. not a cat. I just forget about him. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. Austin and I liked the blonde can witch. I, can I Sarah side- Jessica Parker? Yeah. Can I sidebar here real oh, quick? Yeah, it was Sarah Jessica Parker. Can I sidebar yeah. real fast? It's all you do. Yeah, go yeah. for it. I have one more piece. Okay. You have another riddle? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a riddle, but one more piece. Sorry that I got that one so fast. I have a riddle for you, if that helps. Oh, love this song. I don't know if you know what the song is. Yeah, of course we all know we'll what it is. Wait till we really hear what the song is. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm worried now. Yeah. Okay, so. I want to hear. If you could dance with somebody, who would it be? <laughs> Whitney Houston. Okay. Interesting. Quick answer. Quick answer. If Tyler, if you could dance with somebody, who would if it I be? I could just dance with. Honestly, it'd probably be Patrick Swayze. Well, both. I think I go with Patrick Swayze and um, what was her name? Jennifer. Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray. Thank mm-hmm. you. Hmm. Before the nose job. Before the nose job. Back in the day. Mm -hmm. Natural. I mean, honestly, that movie. I carried a watermelon. That movie made me feel like dancing. That that movie for me hit home. Because like a welding man. It's like a a welder girl who becomes the dancer. You're thinking about the wrong movie. Oh, am I? Yeah. We're talking about Dirty Dancing. He's not a welder You're talking about Flash Dance. Oh, Flash Dance. Yeah, yeah. So not that song. Different song. But Flash Dance. But if I was to dance with somebody... Kevin Bacon's not a bad dancer either. My dance no, partner would be Tyler. Oh, not in a weird way, but like when he and I get into a music setting and dance together, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Well, also, also, uh, your friend uh, and Matthew's friend and my friend. How come nobody's listening? To me, I'm a good dancer. You are, but you're too good. Yeah, you're too good to mention. Stop. <laughs> no, who's our friend who dances? Starts with an N. Nick. No. Natalie. No. He's from Yosemite. Nate. Nicaragua. Why can't I think of his name right now? I feel an so N bad now. from Yosemite? He's from L.A. before that. What? He's short. Nathan? He dances like a monster. Oh, 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 Nestor. Nestor. Mm-hmm. I was like so Little close to it. E. Nestor. N E S T O R. Those can dance. Yeah. Those can dance. Nestor is a dancer. <laughs> Nestor is a great dancer. Like Ooh, nobody's business. Somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like. All right. Loves me. Well, guys, if you want to text Austin at 831 345 1650 and let him know who you want to dance with, I would love to hear his phone blown up for the next week yeah. with just random celebrities or, or people you know and love mm-hmm. who you like to dance with. Because mm-hmm. how sweet is that? I so love dancing. You know who I dance with the most? <laughs> me. You know? I'm That's not- true. I mean, yeah. one of my first long dances was with you, though. Oh, yeah? The first night we met. Oh, okay, yes. And then from that time on, dancing just became like a normal thing. It is a normal thing. You brought me into my dancing career. Yes. You're my sensei. You're my dance sensei. Yes, I'm here for you. Honestly, actually, Janine danced with me and one of my exes when I was like 19. 
a long time ago. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, like a long, long time ago. And it was a great time. Nice. Yeah, it was a great time. See, uh, dancing. It was Sam at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was much taller than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Nice. I loved it. I dance in my kitchen in my underwear all the time. When Dave or Matthew walks in, it's kind of weird, but... Whatever. <laughs> they can deal with it. They can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Well, we only have a few minutes. So, you know, if we're on this vibe already, then here's something we can do with it. Um, how about... You guys know any good band names? Band names? That aren't used. Celine Dion. Yeah. No, like some new band oh, names. That aren't oh. being used right oh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maggie, We're going to give it a segment. Don't do it yet. Don't do it all at once. Oh, what? Huh? We're gonna do it. Not now? Okay. Here we go. What I want to hear... Because mm-hmm. Ayla and I, as you know, have had like... A- Ayla, really. But we there's been an ongoing list of band names. Just great band names. And when this festival happened, people kept shouting out other names they thought would be great too, just, you know, inconsequentially. But I thought, like, for all the folks out there who play music and, and care and do things, let's give them some freaking options. Yeah. So we'll just kind of got, so Janine, you'll start us off and we'll just kind of wander around. Maggoty Haggis. Maggoty Haggis. It's like a Scottish punk band. That's my idea. That's good. Can I say one that's from Ayla's list? Sure. Yeah, why not? I love the Yeasty Boys. (laughs) The Yeasty Boys is good. (laughs) So I always thought that his boy Elroy would be an amazing jazz band. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Larissa and I had a fake band when we were in high school. We called it the Speed Bumps. Speed Bumps is good. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted a grunge rock band named Pocket Full of Pennies. Pocket Full of Pennies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also wanted a grunge rock band called Penis Wrinkle. Oh. I had a fake band name list also back in high school and one of them was Pseudo Crush. Pseudo Crush is good. Yeah. No genre, but Tyler and I back in the day, Rumple Foreskin. Rumple Foreskin, I was thinking about that one. Yeah, Yeah. we also had No Shitler that would have been a punk band. (laughs) (laughs) That was an album title. That was an album title for early uh, Garage Garage Monkeys. Monkeys. Yeah, We were the Garage Monkeys back in the day, and our first album was No Shitler. Mm -hmm. We never actually made an album, but we made an album title, and we made some art for it. Which was Austin with a little tiny mustache on a toilet. Doing a double chin. <laughs> yep, that was pretty good. Yeah, nice. that was good. Yeah, those uh, were all good ones. Yeah, I had Willem Friend too, that I was going to mm-hmm. use for D&D, but I thought that'd be a great indie band. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like Calm Trues, mm-hmm. who's out and playing now. I wanted, okay, I still want to, this is like a future side project, a reggae band in Santa Cruz called Peace Patch. Peace Patch? <laughs> yeah. I think it'd do well. I Am think it'd be fun. I don't get it. Pe- like the little... Oh! <laughs> <piece> pa- <laughs> you know? I get it. The soul patch, yeah. peace yeah. patch. Yeah. yeah. I also had on my list, actually, comma, fuck this. Because mm-hmm. I thought it'd be... Okay. Just like featuring Jeff Goldblum was originally supposed to be a band name. Oh, it was supposed okay. to be the name of Ginger and Juice. We were supposed to be featuring Jeff Goldblum. But nobody so, liked it. So when we played with Red Light District, or anyone else would be like, Red Light District featuring Jeff Goldblum. And everyone would be like, holy shit, yeah. that's amazing. And I'm like, imagine if we got to like a festival and it's like Nelly featuring Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> this is so, you can get so wild with it. And the band was so not down. So not yeah, down at all. I it, understand that. It was just you and I. <laughs> but I still think Actually Fuck This works in the same way and is beautiful. Because if your band name is called Actually Fuck This... And you have like a marquee up and it's like, oh, Bob Dylan for one night only. Actually, fuck this. It's really funny. Yeah. I remember another band name I had. Or did I come up with this? But Waffle Twat. Waffle Twat's good. Mm Mm-hmm. What did we call a vagina in the or last like, episode from the old timing? Because like that would make a good band name too. MC Waffle Twat or something. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Hugger <laughs> Mugger too. <laughs> There's some good old timey ones. I don't want to say. I don't want to say it. What? It's, uh, okay, metal band called Panty Pudding. Ew, <laughs> gross. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot. 
<laughs> well, on that note, we should probably take a quick break. Yeah, yeah, yeah now yeah, that we we're should. all thinking yeah. about metal bands yeah. with, you know. And panty pudding, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back after a few messages from our sponsor. Sponsors. That's sponsors. the one. Sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, we're back. <laughs> Thank you for that intro. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to dive right into... We're going to dive right into some animal news. Because what does the world need more besides love, sweet love? Because it's the only thing. What the world needs now. Love, sweet love. See, it's the only thing that's better than animal facts we're thinking of. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Uh, some animal facts for you guys. Everybody, buckle in and hold your butts. Too cute. <laughs> okay. Fell in love. <laughs> okay, are you guys ready for some animal news? Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> I hope they fell in love. Lay it on us. Okay, bees are now fish. The court rules. What? Wait, what? Yeah, bees are now fish. Bees are now fish. Mm-hmm. So. Thanks to a legal loophole that allows for things that aren't fish to legally be fish, bees are now fish, according to California courts. (laughs) Wait, due to a loophole that makes things that aren't fish be fish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's about fish. It sounds like it. Yeah, you can be a fish. Right on. So it's like, um, it's like three. So they just closed season to hunt for me. Because I'm a salmon. (laughs) Okay, you're a salmon. (laughs) Um, So it's like people who want to be, people who want certain endangered species um, to be, or threatened species classified as fish because it's easier to protect fish than other species. And so it's all this like legal shit going on where certain groups are against classifying bees as threatened and so that's why they had to use this loophole to classify the bee as fish because there's like a bee hunting season no because of agricultural interest groups don't want to no because bees like take over a part of their farm bees are threat yeah because bees are threatened like the bees are dying and well yeah we know that but i mean the farmers yeah seem like the enemies here not the bees the well yeah it depends on who you're talking to. The bees or the farmers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but why why does the agricultural group not want them? It okay. depends on what you're growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are the bees actually harming any of the produce somehow? Because I thought like bees don't so affect I, produce in the same way that like I'm the only way I can think is that like a bee is like a beehive is in the way of like where you want to till land and that is annoying. Mm-hmm. But otherwise bees are usually helpful for for plant life. Well, well they they're attracted to anything that flowers. I think it's because they like want me at thirteen. To, they want to use <laughs> pesticides. Mm. Oh. Okay, different. that different. is different. Yep, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So they want to use pesticides. But they shouldn't. They shouldn't. But they want to. So it's like the Almond Alliance of California, the California Association of Pest Control Advisors, the California Citrus Mutual, California Cotton Ginners. That sounds right. Yeah. Cal- A cotton, cotton Ginners um, sued to keep bees off the list. 
Because they yeah. want to use stuff that's mm-hmm. bad for the bees. Yeah, and so they they um, doesn't the they don't want to designate any insects as endangered, threatened, or a candidate species because insects are not included in this statute's enumerated categories of wildlife entitled to such legal protections. Yeah, the same point mm-hmm. though. Like, didn't bees just get on like Times Person of the Year magazine list as like the most important species <laughs> on planet Earth? Did they? Yeah. Like in 2020 or 2019. Yeah, they made GQ hottest man of the year. Yeah. So the first and it time was hot. Happened, that yellow yeah. and black jacket. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. The first time this <laughs> happened, they made a Trinity bristle snail, a land dwelling snail that was classified as a fish, in order to make it onto the threatened species list in 1980. Set the precedent for deciding that a fish doesn't have to be something that swims, and by that logic, bees too are fish. It's yeah. pretty wild, though, that we, as a human species, have to label something as a fish to make it not threaten because our laws are so archaic it's that crazy. it has no room for flexibility yeah. in terms of knowing what's best for the world. And also, this part I found is interesting is the ruling concludes that, quote-unquote, fish can be considered a legal, quote-unquote, term of art and not taken to mean a literal aquatic vertebrate. A yeah. term of art. Yeah, a term of art. Yeah. God, it is just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's me coming from a fisherman's pers- perspective on that. Fish as a form of art. Term of art. They well, term of art, whatever. Mm-hmm. Guys who are fishing, they just close salmon season mm-hmm. early. Like it opened for two months. It's usually open for way more than that. They close it down because. Overfishing. Overfishing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which I understand. But if it's considered, fishing is considered a form of art. No, fishing is not a form of art, but. Fish are. What the fish are doing under the water is a form of art. What What you're doing is barbaric. It's a form of art, but catching them is not. (laughs) Well, that's why. Maybe that's just the legalese to fucking. That's the problem with the legal system is that we have set precedents for so long that don't allow for improvement Mm -hmm. i think is what i'm gonna call it that we've literally been forced to force the laws to fit together because we can't improve i mean this is coming across the board Mm -hmm. i mean and now even the roe versus wade shit is getting wild Mm -hmm. but like they're using the law inappropriately to force certain things that aren't good and then when we finally need to do something good with it the laws are so archaic and so rigid that you instead of and they have to be so something terrible doesn't happen out of them but because we've set such rigid laws when something like a bee is actually becoming in danger we need to protect it we need to call it a fish to protect it well no but they've said can we put women as fish to protect them from this roe versus weight thing i mean like in the fishing community like they have set very crabbing Salmon fishing, tuna fishing. They've set very strict laws on how many you can get, when you can get them, all that. For four years. And now that they've done that, the fishing is so good, and the numbers have come back early in season that have been so good that they're shutting it down because the numbers are so good. But what's wrong with that? Is that they shut it down for so long that these guys who are making their living doing that can't like salmon fishermen who live their life salmon fishing, two months of salmon fishing is not enough. It's not. And they spent four years. But like, dropping, we overfished. Like, we're all going to die. But not here. Know? Not here. Like, yeah, here. No, not really. Salmon, tuna, halibut out here has not been overfished. Like, Alaska, Oregon, areas like that, East Coast, all that, big time. But, like, out here, it hasn't been huge. Like, I have a few buddies who have, like, salmon boats, crab boats, things like that. And, like, we all stay within our numbers every year. And they basically, they opened up the numbers this year. And then because the numbers opened up so wide, they shut it down. But they left it. But, but that is it. that is big math, though. And, like, that's mm-hmm. the thing we did with COVID, too. It was like we expected that if we open up a little, things will get better. And it's not true because certain people overdo it Mm -hmm. like they'll go to the number and then get a different boat and go beyond the number and they'll keep doing that and other people will stick to their numbers the problem is like the tighter the restriction the more people want to find ways around it number one and number two the tighter the restriction the more people branch out to do other things right Mm -hmm. 
So you affect other species in the make. Like humans are uniquely terrible for the environment because well, we just find different ways to consume always. And and what we're hitting now is a point that our even our legal precedent is is gotten so wild that we have to like make legal precedents about things like fish to make other species okay because the way that we consume and the way that we use is unsustainable. Well, this this ties in so neatly and well to my movie review. Perfect. But um, movie review. Also, yeah. this is a comedy podcast, so at the end, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> well, then this part, this part's funny. Let, let me let me tell you about right. the movie review. So, with what with that being said, let me get you some music for yeah. your movie review. Well, I got music. You wanna let me get? I'll get music. I guess. What's your movie about? It's called. It's the new Cronenberg. It's called Crimes of the Future. Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Austin, what do you got for Cronenberg? You know who that is? He did The Fly. Yeah. Let's turn it on. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> this is. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> we gotta be careful about the yeah. choices you pick, so we can't use it for long. Anyway, this is movie reviews by Janine. Okay. So this movie is not 20 years old. It's like, you know, 20 days old. And it is about, like, I went in there and it was bizarre. And I was like, what the hell is the point of this? And it was very violent, very strange, typical Cronenberg. Wait, what's the movie called? Crimes of the Future. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And it has Kristen Stewart, Viggo Mortensen, Lisa Du, and... Good cast. mm Mm-hmm. And some other people. Oh, Scott Speedman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're watching it, and it's very gory, and there's all these weird devices to, like, help people digest, and people do surgery for fun because they don't have pain receptors in the same way they used to have. Like, they're, like, evolving in a different way. And then there's this, like, subculture of people who eat these purple candy bars. And this Scott Speedman is that character representing that, and he's being like he's just eating these purple candy bars all the time and then you see somebody else eat one of the purple candy bars and then they die and we're like okay what's going on with that and then there's the Viggo Mortensen is like a performance artist and the whole like big popular thing of the time is to be a performance artist and performance art through surgery and plastic surgery and like removing tumors and stuff so Viggo Mortensen is the main character, and this, this is filled with spoilers, but whatever, um, is the main character, and he's growing new organs, and then his partner, Lisa Du, like, surgically removes them as performance art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everybody wow, comes and watches it, and then Kirsten Stewart is, like, in love with Viggo Mortensen and, like, in awe of his art and blah, blah, blah. And she says surgery is the new sex and all that shit. And then it, like, goes through this whole rigmarole. It something because tattooing gets very, you know. People pain and pleasure are similar receptors. Pleasure. Yeah. That's oh, always what, been a thing. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but so... Um, and then there's all these other little subplots and stories and there's this kid who he was eating he was eating a wastebasket and then and he was always eating plastic and he stuff. He was eating a wastebasket. Like a trash like a can. Like a plastic trash can. And then <laughs> and then he dies because not because he's eating plastic, but because his mother suffocates him because she thinks he's a monster. And really what happened is he's Scott Speedman's kid, and Scott Speedman, who's always eating the purple candy bars, and he fucking um, tries to have an autopsy in this weird device uh, that Viggo Mortensen like partakes in as a performance piece. It's like this collaboration between Scott Speedman, Viggo Mortensen, Lisa Du, and the dead kid, and then um, something goes wrong. And then at the very end, like, fast forward, whatever, there's all these surgeries and these extra things, and it's bizarre, and, like, I had to close my eyes for some of it, but, like, at the end of it, um, you, like, you see Scott Sweetman explaining that the purple candy bar is plastic, and that humans are evolving to, or having surgeries to eat their own, like, technological waste, and eat... Like so, wow. we're all, they're eating plastic, and Sounds then smart. and then on the kid purpose. on purpose, yeah. and then the kid 
evolved that way. He was the first. He, they said he was the firstborn who who didn't need the surgery to change your digestive system to eat plastic. He just was born to eat plastic, and then they're like, "Oh, that's crazy! That's crazy!" And then Viggo Mortensen, when he's in his like digestion chair, because there's these weird chairs you sit and eat whatever in, and it's disgusting. And then he eats up one of the plastic uh, candy bars. And the screen turns black and white, and you see his face, <clears throat> and he sheds a single tear because Wait, he was... so do they eat the plastic candy bars and they heal? Listen, listen to me. And he, like... Listen to me. And he was, he has one single tear, and that's the end of the movie, and it's because his whole life he was in pain and building new organs, growing new tumors, because he wasn't eating plastic, because he had evolved to eat plastic. Right, he was already a different breed of person. Uh Uh-huh, but he was, like, and didn't know it. But Scott Speedman knew that there was this whole subculture of people who ate plastic. And were evolved, like... (laughs) Yeah. All right, we need a little palate cleanser from Cronenberg. So you guys yeah, ready? Yeah, it was bizarre. You ready? Uh, you know, what What we're going to do then, what we're going to do with them the time we have left, is just, just check out a little little bit of the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Little vibe. See what's happening everywhere else. Where? <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so starting right back here at home, um, there's some students, uh, four students with a U.S. engineering firm who uh, were told to brainstorm the perfect invention, right? There's groups of them. They're all told in this college setting to find the perfect invention and how to build it, how to make a product for it launch inspiration and then and then if if they get chosen create it <clears throat> so the winner was uh tasty tape tasty tape tasty tape hmm. so the winner made a prototype called tasty tape what okay was this like a shark tank type of thing no no no, no. this is like this is this is the beautiful thing is that a college literally funded these kids to put together proposals that were sometimes pretty wild, but then they voted on the proposals, and the proposal that won got actual funding to finish the project. So this is a thing that exists in the world now. What college? Um, I'll have to look it up for you. It was somewhere on the, in, on the West Coast. Oh, cool. Yeah, Stanford. <clears throat> More than likely, yeah. Uh, so they got months to study, and this group in particular studied normal tape. Because what they wanted to find out is uh, they they wanted to find out how to make something sticky and stick that in the end would be tasteless, colorless, edible, and could be suitable for gluten-free people, vegans, etc., but can be used. Did they make it out of rice? Um, <clears throat> no. Oh. But I don't. I don't actually have in front of me what what the final product was made out of. Mm. But it's it's an edible product that I, they're I now agree. using. I agree with Janine though, because there's that rice paper candy. Yeah. Back in the day when you were a kid. Yeah. That you would peel the wrapper off, and then the other wrapper underneath you would eat. Yeah. Well, it might be partially rice, but the sticky part is not sugar. It it it's uh some sort of yeah like it's, it's crack sugar carbohydrate mm-hmm. thing it's crap. but any, anyway the the end result is that they're able to make a completely edible completely tasteless completely vegan and gluten-free tape that they called burrito tape oh burrito and it was quite literally used for <gasps> people at home making burritos because they're like don't you ever just make a burrito at home and it's just like you don't have a big enough fold and you can't make it work and the whole thing fucking falls apart. So they made a tape that's completely clear and tapeless that comes on a tape roll that you can tape over your home burrito. That's amazing. That allows you to get the same quality hold of yeah. a burrito, but with just a couple pieces of extra tape. And and it is now going to be manufactured and put into the world. And these kids are going to get a cut of those profits. Love it. It's pretty rad. Yeah. And then 
When is it? Do you, does it say when it's? Gonna it doesn't be? say when. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming next year or beyond. But yeah, that's part one. That's awesome. Part two from our man uh, Dan Harmon, who created the Rick and Morty podcast yes. or Rick yeah. and Morty show. Yeah. Everything's a podcast to me now. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so he asked the question into Google one day and he wrote on Twitter, I think I red pilled myself because I Googled accidentally. Why do front doors open inward? And I want you guys to guess why you think doors open inward. There's a lot of reasons. There's uh, a lot more reasons than you think. Can I go, can I go off a construction standpoint? Great. Sure. Most doors open outward. Because fire, no, front fire, no, any, any door. No, front, we're talking front door specifically. Although, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Front door, whatever, construction standpoint, always outdoor. They open out. Cause, no. Because fire escape. You want them to open outside, so in an emergency, you open the door. Look at this front door. It that opens, opens inward. inward. Yeah, but do you think this thing is to code? No. No, the other doors open I've inward, never, too, though. Yeah, like... Her house I mean, opens to, inward. To, Our house opens inward. To code everything. Mm, not true. What? For it's real? not true. Yeah. Front doors. Front doors open inward. Open inward. Why? Are you ready? I, I have a guess. Okay. Because if it's real windy out, you won't be able to shut it if it opened outward. Well, that's a unique one. Yeah. Which, I mean, in my defense, everything that I'm talking about is people exiting the inside of a building trying to get out. Yeah, but they're usually not worried about that, which we'll touch on in a second. The doors have to open out so they can get out faster. No. No? Actually, they're more worried about firefighters getting in. So kicking really? a door inward is a lot easier than mm-hmm. busting a door outward. Mm-hmm. So because of the emergency crews that are coming to help you, the doors are built to go inward so that someone kicking a door in has a lot easier, a lot less force to go inward than going through the whole panel to but go outward. My, my defense, if you're looking at a structure around, the outside doors go in, all the inside doors go out. So somebody inside the most, structure... Most structures these days, built beyond uh, the 70s, everything goes in. Really? Because it's all about having easy access for the people coming to help, not the people inside. Interesting. Because they feel like for the people inside, you have an opportunity before it gets too hot, before it gets too crazy, that you can open it. If you can't open it, then the next person that comes is going to be on the wrong side of that door. And the force of their body is going to be easier to break just one seal coming in than trying to go through a door that's supposed to open the other way. Hmm. And your weather thing actually exists too. Okay. Because a door that opens outward, a gust of wind, especially a door that's not well built, Mm -hmm. will send it flying, especially in places like Florida, Mm -hmm. where uh, hurricane resistance is an issue for kicking doors. Although in Florida, uh, they actually make doors open the other way because with the resistance of a hurricane, people can't get out because the weather's pushing so hard against it that they need the door to fly off the hinges for them to be able to get out of the house in the first place. See, I was just thinking, like, wind, because, you know, living in Iceland. But, yeah, generally speaking, it's a wind thing, too. Mm -hmm. And there's there's more. Can you think of any others? Mm, For some reason, I feel like maybe back in the day it would have something to do with horses in some way. Um. They don't mention horses coming inside your house. Why not? Cause, well, because they have barns. There's a horse in the hospital. Anyway. <laughs> but um, Okay, wait. Other reasons why they open inward. Because you're supposed to open it with your left hand so you can grab your somebody with your right. Another great one, but no. not At least not by Google standards. Yeah. Why they open inward? Why they open inward. Well, I mean, honestly, every commercial building you go into, you push to go in. Right, inward. 
you push to go in, you pull to go out. Right. So, in that standpoint, somebody would know, hey, if I'm trying to go out, you pull, and they hold the door like a good Samaritan, and they let everyone run through, right? I mean, sure. I mean, what you're getting at is politeness, and you're not wrong. But the politeness... There's none of that anymore. The politeness (laughs) from the olden times, when they made this idea Mm -hmm. of doors inward, was literally that you wouldn't hit a visitor in the face... Mm. when your door opened because typically they didn't have the same locking mechanisms and things in place you wouldn't hit a what so if your door opened outward and someone was outside waiting to come in and your door didn't have the same like locking ability Mm -hmm. if the door is more just a swinging hinged door when you opened it when someone came over there was a chance that they would be in the way of of the circumference of the doors that opened a little bit because ada regulation now all push bars are inside for emergency. So when you go anywhere, you know, if you are to have an emergency situation. But that's not a house. Not a house, no. But, but we're one, talking about houses. One, and those are typically exits. Okay, so also. commercial, industrial, all that stuff. Push bar is all inside. So if there's an emergency, you run, you hit the push bar, and you go out. Right. But in homes, it's typically the opposite. In public settings... It is true, because homes, the door opens out all the time. And in public settings, they open in, because there's more people... The assumption is there's more people inside in a public setting than is in a house. Ooh, okay, very good. So the the difference is that if if there's 10 firefighters trying to get into your house and it's on fire, it's going to be easier for them to get in from the outside. And if you're throwing a concert and there's... 700 people inside it's going to be easier and they won't get crushed if they can go out commercial and residential is very different yeah Yeah. different world so the other reason which is a little wild too um having the one of the main reasons and this is pretty wild one of the one of the main reasons that in your homes the door goes out is literally because of the hinges no it goes in Sorry, it goes yeah. in. Yes. But That's it's what be- I was going to guess is the hinges. The-, the, the hinges on the door, when the door goes in, are on the inside. And when it goes out, it goes on the outside. And it's very easy for a thief to push the bolts out of a hinge, especially old hinges, mm. and open the door when you're not home, when it's on the outside. So for security reasons, the original way to build a house with the doors on the inside so that you could keep the hinges of the house yeah. from the thief trying to break in. Austin doesn't buy no, it. No, I don't, I don't buy that. I buy it. It's all about what your locking mechanism is. No, but back in the day, like I said, an original door. sucked. It had a little chain, maybe, if you're lucky and you're rich, but in theory, it's just two hinges. If you're, if you're looking at, like, status quo, key lock... But I'm not talking about the key lock. I'm talking, I could take a hammer and a crowbar, and I could take your hinges off your whole door. I mean, yeah, it depends on the door. If those hinges are on the outside. It depends on the door. But you gotta think, this is, we're not talking nowadays doors. We're talking since the start of... Back in the day Building homes. Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, back in the day, sure, great, fine. Nowadays... Like there, you're better off putting a credit card in there and opening the lock. Well, because the hinges are stronger. But if the deadbolts in there, there's you know, you're. This isn't New York, 1975. This is <laughs> this is Georgia, 1886. Okay, yeah, 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 Georgia, 1886. And when they built the doors, they're like, man, we just put a metal thing on the outside. That the only thing holding this door on is this little bolt on either end, and someone can just they're walk like, up yeah, and bink, Abra- bink, and then take the whole door off. They're, we're using Abraham Lincoln's old teeth to hold this door together. Yeah, <laughs> guarantee you, it'll hold. <laughs> I got some fun. I got something really funny for you. So, we just did Redmond Mountain Fair, right? We? Or you? We. As in me and the group of us that were there. It wasn't you, I know. But anyway, we have a lost and found, and we get a lot of questions. I caught a lot of crab for all of us, though. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
<laughs> just so you know. Feels like crab. Yeah, I would actually, yeah. Yeah, okay. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. That's, any of you on the podcast are allowed crap too. You no, call I'm not going to go to Pacifica every weekend. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so we have a lost and found. Um, they typically like call Roaring Camp or call me. So yeah. I got a call from Roaring Camp about Wait, a lost and found item. We have a lost and found? No, at the fair. Are there any sunglasses? It's Red Red Mountain Fair. Any, can you listen for a second? No, I need some sunglasses, so I don't, I don't listen. Fi- I have plenty. Okay. Anyway, um, so one of the lost and found items this morning, I got texted to be like, hey, there's a lost and found item. Uh, it was in the guy's back pocket, and then he doesn't know what happened to it, and he doesn't think anybody would steal it, so he's hoping maybe it's somewhere on property. And we're like, okay, well, what is it? I doubt someone wouldn't steal it, because people steal all sorts of things. It's his front teeth <laughs> like in some old man who Aww. literally he had his front teeth and he took them out to eat mm-hmm. and he put them in his pocket and started dancing without putting his front teeth back in <laughs> and at some point in the fair he lost me he's like so somewhere there's like a set of like 11 teeth Aww. that go to this old man's mouth that are somewhere on the grass he forgot his teeth at to Roaring dance. Camp. he's a, a man after my own heart yeah he's a a true man. Yeah. Cute. Anyway. Yeah. You want a little more vibe? No. You got something else? Um, let's do a moment of Jeff. Yeah? Okay. Let's do a moment of Jeff. Let's get one in. Okay, everybody. Uh, it's we're all tired. It's been a long week. Some of you I saw you out at the fair, by the way. Uh Bailey, I saw you in August. They haven't listened to episode 11 yet, but they now know that uh, August drawing is in Austin's house. So just thank you again. It is, yeah. Because <laughs> he is now officially neck brace free. Yay. He's a new man out here today. Good job. It's pretty fucking rad. So anyway, with that, I'll give you guys a quick moment of Jeff. This is Jeff Goldblum with Conan singing We're Gonna Be Friends. Oh. Here we go. You are a terrific jazz musician, and mm-hmm. I'm bringing this up for a reason. I think he is. to understand Jeff Goldblum, which is impossible, but to really understand what makes this man tick, I think is your love of jazz. You mm-hmm. are constantly improvising in the moment and tuned into that crazy galaxy that real jazz musicians are tuned into. And a good friend of mine just went and saw you perform the other night and said that you were fantastic. Really? That's yes. very nice. That's very encouraging. Thank you. Yeah, we played the Disney Concert Hall. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So right before we ago. went to go see him. But, but what I'm saying is, am I, am I correct that, that there's something about music, you're, I just feel like you're in tune with some jazz musical score all the time. Yeah, yeah. Is that, do you think that's, and this is a compliment, by the way. Thank you so much. I like, well, I aspire to it. I'm a humble student of jazz and of the technology of presence in all its various ramifications in the podcast world, in the but jazz you know, world, the musical world, and everything. Oh, I had thought, by the way, aren't there, has, hasn't anybody sung songs, a snippet of song about friendship? Uh, as you're still looking for friends. By the way, mm-hmm. how, how many friends do you need? You've been looking for, how long have you been looking for friends now? How, does, how many have you found by this time? Well, well Jeff, they don't often take. That's the problem. Oh. I am, um, I don't wear well over time. That's one of the problems. Yeah, but I feel that we are, you know, sometimes plants, they have to graft, they have to graft into each other, is what you're yes. saying. Yes, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I think we have... We need we to have, graft into each other. Yes, we oh. need to very, very much. Yeah, but th- think of, do you know any songs about friend, friendship? Well, the the song that, uh, you know, We Are Going to Be Friends, uh, that uh, White Stripes did, Jack, Jack White, White, he's a good friend of mine, and that's the song I Name wanted. Dropper. <laughs> <laughs> he also, he also with Jeff Altman. Uh, oh, Jeff Altman. Jeff, Robert, Robert Altman, Altman, sorry. Oh. oh. Uh, anyway, um, my point is uh, that that's a friendship song, and that's that's actually one of my favorite friendship songs. How's it go? Does that have lyrics? Does the the, the thing you play? Fall is here, hear the yell. You sing like a nightingale. 
I love your voice. When you, you know, when you're not, you really uh, like my voice. Uh, when you're not doing that, you have a beautiful, authentic, conversational, <laughs> delightful voice. Can I say something? You must. Uh, I I'm always so self conscious that I put trills and foolishness yeah. in there, but you and just, I never just sing. You, you just yeah. sang, and I loved it. Yeah, silent night. <laughs> oh, that I, you're gonna do a thing. Holy night. All is calm. Yeah, no, it's doing it again, right? Yeah, you yeah, it again. All is bright. Try to take all the. the can't do um, it. The, no, the minute right I. Sleep. No, no. No, you were just singing. So sing that whatever you you want to sing, like the other voice. That that's it. Uh, let's see. Uh, you, you, you've got a friend. Oh no, I can't sing that song. How um, about the Jason or, Isbell song you sang to us that time? That yeah. Year that oh yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Um, how does that go? It goes, uh, never could be happy in the city at night. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't see the stars for the neon lights. Beautiful. Sidewalks dirty and the river's worse. Underground trains all run in reverse. Nobody here can dance like me. Everybody claps on the one and the three. Am I the last of my kind? Am I the last of my kind? That's the song. Very moving, very, very beautiful. Nice. Wow. Boy, you beautiful. should do you should do a whole album of songs that way. I'd love to hear you do that. He that, can't that. do it. I can't do it. I just want to say you two are just locked in eye contact. I know, but, I know. but can I tell you well, something? I can I tell you something, and, Jeff? Uh, I, 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 uh, I couldn't, and I'm supposed to, and I want to write a song with Amy Mann. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I love Amy Mann. We've talked about it. I adore Amy Mann, I and I'm too. intimidated by Amy Mann's talent, mm-hmm. but um, we promised to write a song together, and then the last thing she said to me, I said, yeah, I'll do it, and she said, you know, it's just got to be something, like, sincere yeah. and um, something that you really want to say, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, you that's not going to happen. You could do it. No, no I can't. can't. <laughs> so, will you no, tell them, please? I take was over. on the edge something of my seat sincere. the entire time you were singing because I thought he was going to go into some bit and like do something with your voice. Things eventually become a bit. They, it's a bit. It's a, you're, you're like joking around. Well, who knows where it will be consumed or how it should be presented? But just for your own, just for you know, just just do it. I'd love to hear just for yeah, me. Me too. And for so I'd sing? love to hear you do it. And you don't have to jettison your. Comedic uh, force of uh, nature. You could be surprising and do one like that and one like that and one like that. But that's a very useful part of your toolbox, in my opinion, and a very enjoyable one. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out, but but it was helpful to hear because, to be honest, like we did Red Mountain Fair this weekend and we got to jam with Wolfjet, Mm -hmm. and they're they're incredible. Mm -hmm. They're so fucking talented, and uh, they kept trying to get me to involve myself and sing and mm-hmm. be a part of it and i it's i i do i do what conan does mm-hmm. like i just make it fun and it, it was fun mm-hmm. but i feel like my fellow musicians were like man this is <laughs> it, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't know how to like be a musician he knows how to perform <laughs> oh yeah and it's different it is different it's, and and we did it all night and it was great but it was just different every time Great. Indifferent. Also, we talked about Kate Bush a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any song by Kate Bush? If I heard it, I would know. Oz, can you close us out tonight with some Kate Bush? Yeah. Specifically the... The one from Stranger Things. The one so from Stranger Things right is now. so popular because everyone kept bringing up Kate Bush. And it's like, who knows a Kate Bush song? Dead Silence. I mean, Ryan is a big Kate Bush fan, so that's why I like... Do you know... It now? Up the dead, up the dead end road, or whatever that song is. What? Here. If you look up Kate Bush, it's gonna be I the have, most famous I have song. Kate Bush, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. You want it now? I got it. Well, Go for we it. we got to do our goodbyes, but well, then yeah. No, no one cares about our goodbyes. <sighs> well, that Just hurts. Turn the Bluetooth up. That hurts a little. Anyway, guys. Running up that hill. Running up that hill is that the one you mm-hmm. got? Are you ready, Ost? Running up that hill. Running up that hill. Running up that yeah, yeah, hill. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Got it. Yep. I'm in. All right. We're saying our goodbyes. Sounds right. Yeah. You sounded amazing, actually. Keep going.
the song I came ready with. Yeah. Well, also in the same era, so that's nice. But yeah. yeah. This is the song I came ready with. Anyway, this has been featuring Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> is this Jewel? Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. It's been a really hard couple of years, and we're just happy to have a safe space with you for it. Yeah. We just wanted to know how much we respect you guys and we care about your futures, and we're here for your ups and downs. I want to hear the chorus. I just want you to know that it's all about Like I was saying, guys. It's been like a really long time. We gotta go. (laughs) Good night, everybody. We hope you're well. We hope your family is well. And hey, can I just say really quick Quinn Becker and the Spacemen, keep playing music. You're incredible. You're gonna go places. I just watched an 18 year old band just destroy house. And it's. It's. Nice. I mean, it's it's uh, it makes me feel like everything we did is not for naught, you know. Yeah. So we're gonna let <laughs> we're gonna let early '90s just lead us out. But uh, guys, take care of each other, and as Austin says, "Fuck you, Santa Cruz." Bust and I'm trying to cuss them. The cops want someone to bust down on Orleans Avenue. Another day, another dollar, another wall, another towel. Went up where the homeless had their homes. So we prayed with many different gods as there are flowers. But the call religion on friend was so worried about us saving our souls. Afraid that God will take his toll that we forget to begin. Anyway, we gotta get the fuck out of here before we get sued by all these 90s people. So, you wanna give your exit? Uh, yeah, they're all dead, so we're safe. I doubt they're all dead. Mm, Dead enough to not sue us. Alright, well, this has been featuring Jeff Goldblum and... Featuring me, Oven. And me, Stove. Stay hot, San Diego. There you go, that's sweeter. (laughs) I like that more. Yeah, it's good. Alright. Santa Cruz, you know what to do.